Coming to you live from the Splat Zone Towers. This is the Splat Zone. back for the second time this month with episode 6.5. It's an addendum to our last episode. So as you guys know, Nintendo had a Pokemon Direct today and we want to just discuss everything that was emerging from this Direct. For you new listeners, I am your host, Nice1983. And I am your co-host, Mario After Party. And we're just going to go ahead and we're going to dive right in. So basically... This, epi- this Direct gave us some information, but we're going to jump back to the 25th. Um, there were some leaked uh, transcripts from the, uh, the copyright, a copyright location in Australia. And there, somebody, a blogger, found two trademarks for Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. This is literally hours before the Direct was going to take place. This kind of set the internet on fire. Um, I just I bring this up because it seems that lately Nintendo's had issues keeping things under wraps. We've gotten uh, Ryu was leaked one day in advance. Uh, the eight bit Mario amiibo was unveiled weeks ahead of when it was supposed to come out. All these features and all these things that are coming out are getting leaked. Nintendo's got them all. And honestly, I think when stuff breaks a day before, it kind of takes, kind of takes the punch out of whatever Nintendo's trying to do. Um, that being said, let's go ahead and let's just go straight into the uh, Pokemon Direct. So it's a very short direct. It was very sh- concise. I mean, they had a point to make. I want to start by saying that. Uh, this, this direct, to me, it was more of a love letter to the fans, if you will. They, they, they shouted the fans out a lot um, in this direct. It was, it was hosted by the uh, Pokemon company's Ishihara. He's the president. This is the guy that took... He took the Pokemon USA brand after Kimishima left. And he basically built the company into... A worldwide powerhouse. Before that, all the Pokemon Company USA did was uh, local local translations for the U.S. market, and now they have universal localization. So they do the localizations for America, China, Korea, uh, Asia, and Europe. They do all the translations for those games, uh, and in doing so, they were able to give us simultaneous releases. So Ishihara is, for lack of better terms, this guy is the shit. He, he literally brought the company forward. All right. Anything to say on that, bro? Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the length. I really, uh, normally Nintendo Direct is a lot longer than six and a half minutes. But um, nevertheless, it still gives us a lot to be excited about. And, um, you know, let's just get into our uh, speculations about Pokemon Sun and Moon. 
and the very little that we do know about it. Yeah. So, as Mario After Party said, two new Pokemon games, Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon, and they were confirmed for this holiday. That's... I'm going to go on a note by saying this is big. To, and before we even go into the game, I want to say, I want to say that this is big. Because beforehand, everybody was speculating on the enhanced version of a Pokemon game. It's always been red, blue, and then a year later, enhanced version, yellow. Gold, silver, year later, crystal. Ruby, emerald, year later, sapphire. There has always been an enhanced version, but we go back to Gen 5, we got two different enhanced versions. There is no Z for this X and Y, and for the last year and a half, everybody's been speculating on Pokemon Z, even to the point where the anime is currently being called Pokemon X, Y, and Z. Yet, we were not shown a Z title. We were given Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon. Is this the start of a new trend, do you think? We just get rid of the enhanced version and move on to the next generation? I don't know. Uh, maybe. But it's uh, it's the first time that they've done that, so it's really hard to, to tell if they're going to do it again. But... Um, I think it was a good move to go on with a whole new generation. Um, I'm excited, um, you know, and uh, I know they didn't give us a lot to go on based off of the, the pictures that we saw. I know we both have uh, different uh, speculations about what we think the game might have as far as new features are concerned, but one thing that was confirmed by... Uh, Miyamoto himself is that Pokemon Sun and Moon is going to be based in Malaysia. Yeah, and we both stared at those pictures for maybe a good 25 minutes before we did this show. And we were speculating, like, where is the location? Where is the location? And because they always choose some real-world location. I mean, the first two games are clearly based in Japan. Uh, Gen 5 is completely New York. As a new, you know... Being a New Yorker and seeing that map, I was like, holy crap, that's New York. That's home. And then when you get into the city in that game, I'm like, oh, man, I just want to go find here and here and here. I was trying to find the real world locations within the game. Uh, so Malaysia, that's crazy. And the reason we were kind of going for back and forth trying to figure out where it was was because... I was thinking it was more Africa based on a new feature that they showed in the game is vehicle transportation outside of bicycles. I think this is one of the first time we've seen any real automotives in a Pokemon game. And I was like, that looks like a Jeep. And, you know, in Africa, you know, they, they take Jeeps on Safari, but you brought up the fact that, what was it, there was too much vegetation? Um. Well, no, I just... There, I noticed that there were palm trees in one of the uh, um, the pictures where it shows. Um, it looks like it's going to be a water gym. I think you're right. It has all these water Pokemon all across uh, the building, and there's a horsey fountain. And it just it looked like it was somewhere um, that was a little bit more tropical, maybe an island or or somewhere. And then, of course, when we found out that Miyamoto tweeted that it's in Malaysia. Um, makes perfect sense. I believe you looked up uh, the hotel that the uh, the that gym is based off of. Yeah, it's called the Raffles Hotel. And if you look at the screenshot um, that they that that was in the video in the direct, 
it is almost a one for one like remake. They took some liberties there, uh, but they're they're really minor, even to the point where I mean they add the the fountain that has the horsey shooting the water from its spout, it's there. I mean, it's not as intricate as what's in the game, but it's almost a one for one recreation of the Raffles Hotel, or I, I guess it's Raffles Hotel. Insane. Um, we also saw, like I said, to go back to the automotives, um, this is the thing that I speculated heavy on when I saw it right with Mario After Party. There is a fire truck, and on top of this fire truck is a Blastoise, and he's clearly performing the function of the hose. So, my speculation was that this might be the first Pokemon game that has a job class system um, that might become beneficial later in battle let's say if you choose like the firefighter class and you you have a blastoise then when you take that same blastoise into battle you get like a 0.25 water special increase or something of the sort similar more similar to a final fantasy game and exp you know really giving pokemon an expansion in the gameplay as as deep as the game is when you compare it to other RPGs, it's almost basic. I mean, but that same basicness has propelled it and made it like an easy entry-level RPG. But it, I would yeah. like to see it go further. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's really hard to um, speculate on the new features of the game because they give it so little go off of. But, I mean... What we do know, you know, is that these games will be coming out uh, this year, holiday season, and it's based in Malaysia. And like you said, there are um, trucks in this game that look like they're kind of integrating vehicles that you can use instead of just riding around on your bike everywhere. Um, so there's there are things that we do know for sure about this game. I would say um, for sure it's going to have amiibo support there's going to be amiibo integration in this game it, somehow i don't know maybe through toys um it would be kind of cool if they released each one of the starters as amiibo and you could use it um to enhance some sort of feature in the game but i mean because the the, the potential with amiibo is limitless i just wanted to get your your perspective and and what do you what kind of features do you think that they're going to be using as far as amiibo support man first off I love the fact that you brought that up. Um, first of all, Amiibo is still Nintendo's mini bankroll. It's still kicking ass for them. And it blows my mind to think about the potential that Amiibos have in this game. Um, I'm really hoping that if they do go the Amiibo route, we get figures and not cards. I know that, you know, with Pokemon Tournament, we're getting a Mewtwo card versus like a Mewtwo figure. Hopefully they don't go down the route. Hopefully they put enough in depth into this game that we can get real amiibo integration. Um I I hate to say to I hate to say go the Skylanders route because we all know Skylanders is a cash grab. So I don't want figures to be tied to like things that you do in the game, but I would like specific move sets. Or specific moves to be tied to an amiibo. Um, you know, like when you download a Pokemon from from Nintendo, like one of the rare Pokemons, like uh, 
Magirna or the Volcanian that's going to come out later this year. They have moves that are exclusive to those characters. So let's say I get a Pikachu amiibo Ooh. and he has a new type of thunder attack that can only be learned with this amiibo. That is a yeah. feature I would want to have in the amiibo support for this game. That's a great idea. I think that would be awesome. Um, give you exclusive moves through buying the amiibos. That that would be that would be sweet. Yeah, and that's the thing. Amiibo have to bring something to the table. They just can't be there to collect dust. And you know, I have a ton of amiibo. I love my amiibo, and I'm one of the few people that consistently uses his amiibo. Have to. They. I mean, I'm paying for them. They're not just there to look cool, although they do look cool. Something like that. Or maybe even some kind of like challenge mode with the amiibo. Like a rare challenge mode, like uh, similar to the battle tower. Maybe it can unlock a specific region within the game. Similar to how the Zelda amiibo, Wolf Link amiibo is going to work in the new version of uh, Twilight Princess. That amiibo is going to unlock a new region. How about that? How about like that can unlock a new region? Just a mini map. And you just plow through it and you get a nice way to level grind or find some rare items. Like, oh, you get a rare candy for going for scanning this amiibo. Speaking of the battle tower, um, the Patronus Towers in Malaysia at one point were the tallest buildings in the world. Um, and, you know, those, those two twin towers that they have there are uh they look like battle towers they look like they were made to be pokemon battle towers and i wonder if the game's gonna uh use that you know since they're in malaysia that would be pretty neat that's the cool thing is that like i know a lot of people like to rag on pokemon but they when they they, they actually do a pretty good job of like world building the new york that they built for uh pokemon black and white I know it was called, what was it, the uh, the Sinnoh region? Yes, it was the Sinnoh. They called it the Sinnoh region, but it was really sp pretty spot on. I was seeing stuff that was, you know, the Pokemon version of what things are like in New York. And they do a pretty good job of world building. So I am fully expecting to see them take, you know, Malaysia and really build that world. And I'm also excited to see what kind of Pokemon design comes from that region like how does how do the pokemon look the pokemon center i'm looking at a screenshot of the pokemon center and it looks freaking phenomenal i don't know if this is a final design but it is it is a completely different take on the pokemon center than i've ever seen it's it is exciting um we didn't see a lot but man they is it's almost like you oh they opened a floodgate just for speculation um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I agree. Oh, so that that was just fun. I mean, I want to go on the names a little bit. Like, we finally evolved past colors and jewelry. So we're we're calling them Sun and Moon, and the logos, the logos are pretty interesting. Uh, the full on you know sun that has this like weird circle in the middle with points very cool i'm wondering what the like what are the significance of the sun and the moon in this particular game um i'm sure that they'll have something to do with the storyline in this game 
But, you know, as of now, you know, we really have no idea. But, I mean, I like the theme. I think Sun and Moon is really, that's a, a nice theme for the game. And I think that that's going to um, play out pretty nice in whatever story they decide to give us. Completely agree. Um, so that's pretty much all we have to go on, except for one thing. During the Pokemon Go press conference, they they made a pretty big statement. They said that Pokemon Go would integrate with the main series. I I'm pretty certain that these are the games that get the integration. These are the games where they figure out how to connect the mobile version of a game with the handheld version. Um I'm still going to I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say that the way I think this happens is through Pokemon Go Plus, the wrist accessory. I kid I guarantee you the bottom of that wrist accessory will say Amiibo. It will say Amiibo on the bottom of it. You scan it into the system and that is how the fun cross functionality will come to play. I go on record. Yeah. Um well Aside from that, they also confirmed that, you know, you're finally going to be able to transfer your Pokemon um, to, uh, well, from red and blue to your sun and moon via the Pokemon bank. Yeah, that's cool. So, tomorrow, um, they're, going to re they're going to release on Virtual Console red, blue, and yellow. Um, from, what I can t from what I've read about in early releases of the game... And it still contains all the fun glitches that we had back in the day. So guys, nice. look ready for some. But when you start when people start transferring to the Pokemon Bank, get ready to see some really OP Charizards and Mewtwo's. <laughs> because everybody's going to be hitting up those 99 rare candies. Uh, this is cool for me because to, I'm not gonna lie, these were an instant purchase for my 3DS just because. I love that original generation so much. Those first two games, Red and Blue, here in America, they they got me back into RPGs. They got me addicted on a franchise, and I'm a huge collector, and this game kind of scratches the collecting itch. And it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's just addictive, and to this day... The music in that game, the chip tunes from that game are super addictive. Sometimes I go to sleep and I hear the Pokemon Center music in my mind from that 8-bit <laughs> title. It is a great time to be a Pokemon fan. Um, you know, we've got a lot of exciting new games coming up. It's going to be awesome that we're getting a Pokemon game that's going to have Amiibo integration um, and however it connects to Pokemon Go, it's, it's pretty cool that we're going to have a Pokemon game that you can play on your phone. That's awesome. And then, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that, uh, you know, this, this new generation is going to be out, uh, just in time for the holiday season. Uh, it's got a great theme and I'm excited. So I, I can't wait to see what, uh, information they leak out to us in the upcoming months. Yeah, man. You're absolutely right, man. It is a, I mean, let's be real. I want to I just bring this up. The Pokemon Company 
is a separate entity from Nintendo. The best way to classify them is as a second party that pretty much exclusively develops for Nintendo. And Nintendo has kind of a lackluster way of celebrating video game anniversaries. I know last year we got Mario Maker, but that was kind of it. That There was no real celebration of the Super Mario Brothers franchise. It was just one game, albeit a great game, but that was it. What the Pokemon Company has done for their 20th anniversary is they've literally, they've, they've put everything out there. They've thrown a plethora of stuff at us. They've given us a lot. They're, they are truly celebrating Pokemon, and not just that. They're celebrating Pokemon trainers, the fans. We had a Super Bowl commercial that was legit dedicated to us. You know, even the trailer for this game, the, the trailer that was in the direct, was really directed at the trainers. And I love how, like, they showed a young Japanese boy playing the Game Boy version of Red. And then they started showing little kids and adults playing the game and they and doing real world things that you associate with the game. So there was a little boy running and they showed the, the trainer running in the game. There's a little girl on roller skates and then they showed the in-game character of Pokemon X and Y roller skating. They showed a group of kids biking and then they show you the trainer in-game biking. These trailers have really been dedicated to the fans and they've really made a great, they are celebrating not just 20 years of Pokemon, they're celebrating 20 years of Pokemon trainers. And it's a, it, it's actually kind of, I don't know, lack of a better term, heartwarming to see a company, you know, acknowledge the fan base as strongly as they have and given us a plethora. Pokemon Go, Pokemon Tournament, Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon, and the re-releases of Red, Blue, and Yellow. This is a real celebration of being a Pokemon fan. And it's it's a great time to be a fan, like you said. And I'm super excited to see where this franchise goes. And hopefully it's a franchise that I can share with my kids when I have kids. Yeah. Well said. Alright, well, I think that's going to be it for this episode. You got anything else to say, brother? Nope, good. All right, so as always, guys, you can hit us up by email at nice1983 at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at nice1983. Go ahead and check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash nice1983gamecollecting. Check out the website, nice1983.wix.com slash gamecollecting. And if you're a fan of the Splat Zones, which you should be because you're listening, you can always find new episodes of the Splatoons uh, of the Splat Zones on iTunes, and you can stream episodes on Stitcher Radio. That's it for this episode, guys. And you know how we like to end things here. Stay fresh! Stay fresh.